uh, when we had the big pullback, I bought some more shares. I bought about 6,000 shares. Okay. I wish I could buy, I, I, was, I, was, I wanted to sell my house to buy more. You are listening to Mining Stock Education. I'm Bill Powers, reporting from the beautiful city of Vancouver. I'm here at the Sprott Natural Resource Symposium, and I have the opportunity to catch up with one of the key managers of one of our sponsors, Trilogy Metals. It's an excellent polymetallic um, developer in Alaska, the Ambler Mining District there in Alaska. I'm sitting down with Pat Donnelly. He's the Vice President of Corporate Communications and Development. Pat, thanks for joining me. Thanks a lot, Bill. Let's uh, share with listeners a little bit about your background. Not only are companies interesting, but it's also interesting, especially for me as I get to interview a lot of people, learning about the individuals and why they chose this career path. Sure. How did you become this, uh, this position with Trilogy? It, it, it started a long time ago. Uh, my father, uh, who was an immigrant to Canada from Ireland, uh, worked uh, as a miner. He, he, was, uh, he, he, worked, he was a heavy duty mechanic and also used to operate those really large shovels you see in open pit, open pit mining operations. So, uh, so I come from a mining family, and uh, when I was, and I've always enjoyed the outdoors, always enjoyed mining, and uh, ended up doing an undergrad degree in, 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 in uh, mineral exploration at the University of British Columbia. And I, after that, I spent about ten years as a field geologist, uh, uh, looking for gold, uh, lead, zinc, nickel, diamonds. Uh, throughout most of northern Canada, uh, northern Ontario, the Timmins area, uh, Yukon and British Columbia. So I did that for about 10 years and um, I was always fascinated by the industry. It's a really exciting business. Uh, a lot of characters, um, but, but uh, it's just a fascinating business. And then uh, after about over 10 years, I, I went back to school and did a, an MBA at the University of Toronto. And I went into uh, picking stocks. I was a money analyst for, I think, five or six years. I did that, and that was really fascinating because uh, you get to go around the world and look at some really interesting projects. So everything that I learned in Canada, uh, and then my finance background allowed me to go around the world, look at really interesting projects, which I really enjoyed doing, and, and putting valuations on them. And, uh, and picking stocks is really, really fun. Um, I came back into the into, into industry in 2010. I worked for a copper developer. Uh, in Botswana, they got acquired uh, by a group called Cooper Canyon Capital. They're now developing the project as we speak. Um, and then uh, in 2012, I uh, ran into Rick Van Neuenheiser. And uh, at the time, we, he just spun out Nova, Nova Copper, which is now Trilogy. Mm -hmm. And they needed someone to help them on the IR front. So I was originally with Trilogy slash Nova Copper from 2012 to 2014. So this is your second go around? This is my second go around. It's like the Roseanne show, right? <laughs> they bring it back. It was kind of, so I worked there and then things slowed down considerably in 2014. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, the company, you know, uh, decided to, to put things on ice for a little bit because of the market. So I left, uh, worked on a couple other ventures. And then um, just over a year ago, uh, you know, Rick, Rick was looking for someone to help him out again. Things are really moving hard uh, for, for Trilogy. And Rick and I are close friends. We have a good relationship. And I have, a, I have the utmost respect and confidence for Rick. I mean, I think he's one of the best people mm -hmm. in the business. He's been doing this for 40 years now. And he's the president and CEO. He's for president, those that don't CEO, know. founder. He founded Nova Gold. Uh, 40 million ounce deposit in Alaska. Yeah, at, at Donlin. So, um, you know, and, and I, you know, and I, Rick knows what he's doing. He's Mr. Alaska. And so, you know, again, 
So for me, it checks off a number of boxes. One, leadership. Uh, two, I really like Alaska a lot. Um, it's a good place to work. Uh, government's very, very supportive. Uh, local peoples are very, very supportive. And then the quality of the asset is as absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the highest grade copper projects in the world. I'm very bullish on copper. Mm -hmm. uh, I think copper fundamentals are, are, are very are, are, are outstanding. Share your outlook, please, on copper. Yeah, I mean, you, there's a number of ways to look at it. Um, we're going to be we're going to see a significant supply deficit in the next couple of years, and we're just not producing enough of it. Uh, I don't think people realize that we use copper in everything. Uh, we couldn't have a modern society without copper. So, you know, uh, the average house is 200 pounds of copper. Average automobile is 50 pounds of copper cell phones, hair dryers, wash machines, uh, infrastructure, everything we use requires copper, there's no substitutes. And the average copper mine now uh, costs billions of dollars to develop, we're seeing grades go down significantly, and, and supply is coming down. And you know, right now the world produces about 25 million tons per year. And so we're just not producing enough, there's not many mines coming online, most of the major mining companies are just trying to maintain production levels, and that's amid uh, declining grades. So, for example, Cadelco, which is the largest mining company in the world, they're, they're owned by this, uh, this uh, government of Chile. They produce about 10% of the global supply. They're having to put in three to four billion dollars a year uh, in, in sustaining capital just to maintain their current throughput uh, production rates. Uh, short term, you know, um, we're, we're dealing with, you know, China's 50% of copper demand. So the trade war with the U.S. has dampened prices. Um, so that's been a bit of an overhang. But going forward, I think fundamentals are outstanding. If you include, we talk about electric vehicles and, and movement towards a carbon-free uh, economy, we're gonna need a lot more copper. We're gonna need, you know, like I said, global demand, global demand and supply are evenly matched, about 25 million tons per year. That's gonna go up to 30, 40 million tons in the next 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, so we need a lot, you know, average electric vehicle has uh, 200 pounds of copper. Uh, so when we go into a carbon-free future, we're going to need a lot more copper. Yeah, and these copper miners know that they need these development projects. Thus, South 32 and your partnership, they've already put in tens of millions of dollars. Yes. you got $36 million in the bank. Yes. What's the financial future and step forward for the company? Well, I think the next, the next two big steps right now for the company is, uh, you know, the reason, reason the Ambler Mining District, which we own, the Upper Cold Mineral Projects, uh, has not been developed. It's not because it's not economic. Is because it needs infrastructure. It has no infrastructure whatsoever, and the government of Alaska, the Bureau of Land Management, the federal government, are working closely together with the Alaska Industrial Development Expert Authority to permit and build a road to our project. And we fully expect that the permits for this road to be completed by the end of this year. That's a big catalyst. The other big catalyst for the company is right now uh, we have an option uh, to form a joint venture with South 32. It's a very large Australian mining company. It's got a 13 billion dollar market capitalization. They like copper, they have no producing copper assets, they like copper a lot, and so the option agreement is they put in $10 million a year for three years uh, to keep the option open. They've done that, they put in $30 million. Now they have until the end of January of 2020 to exercise the option. If they do that, they have to put about $150 million into the joint venture and they receive a 50% interest in our projects. Mm -hmm. we, we, we're, and we're fairly confident that they will do that. Uh, great company to work for. They like Alaska, they like copper, and they like direction that this company's going. Are there any other catalysts that investors should know about for the company upcoming? Well, we're, we're right now in the middle of a, a $18.2 million exploration program. Uh, so that includes uh, 
uh, 9.2 million uh, worth of drilling at Bornite, which is our second project. Uh, we're drilling around 10,000 meters, so hopefully in the fall we'll have some results for that. Uh, our, the Arctic project, our flagship project, we're, we're moving that into feasibility now and permitting. So we expect the feasibility study to come out next year, uh, probably the first quarter next year we'll have the feasibility study done on Arctic. And then we'll start to permit on Arctic next year as well. So yeah, there's a lot. And then the other thing is, you know, we have 70, 70 miles of uh, contiguous uh, mineralization uh, along the Ambler Mining District. We've never touched it before. We think there's potential for one or two more Arctics. There's plenty of historical resources in the area, averaging 3% copper equivalent. So we're going to drill some of those other historical areas and show the market that we own a district, not just a mine. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we'll have a lot of news going forward this fall. Considering we're here at the Sprott Conference, uh, share with listeners a little bit about Trilogy's relationship with the Sprott Group. Well, it's interesting, uh, you know, we both have known Rick Rule for quite a while and, and we approached, you know, when I came back to Trilogy last year, I, I said to uh, Rick Van Neuenheiser, we've got to go down to Sprott. This is a story that they'd love uh, and their clients would love. So uh, because we're domiciled and you, you know, we're a U.S. company, we're listed on New York Stock Exchange, mm -hmm. we have plenty of cash, um, you know, uh, and uh, Alaska is just a great, great place to, to visit. So uh, Rick has a relationship um, with uh, um, uh, with with Andrew um, with one of their main people, Andrew Jackson, who's uh, one of Rick's uh, chief technical people. And Rick mm -hmm. uh, uh, Andrew Jackson worked at Placer Dome with Rick Van Neuenheiser years ago, and we brought Andrew up to site, and he was very very impressed with what he saw. So this is a, you know I know uh, uh, Sprott's into precious metals, but uh, you know copper copper fundamentals are outstanding, and it's something that Sprott recognizes and mm -hmm. and recognizes that their clients should be involved in. Yes, and your deposit, uh, the Arctic deposit, does have some precious metals. It's polymetallic, it's uh, copper dominant, but it also has zinc, lead, and cobalt. Sure. Yeah. How do the price of these commodities affect your share price? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, sixty percent of our revenue is be copper. Uh, about thirty, forty percent of be zinc. So. There's a big zinc component to it. Zinc fundamentals are very strong as well. Um, last five years, we've seen uh, two of the three largest zinc mines in the world uh, shut down. Mm -hmm. And zinc, you need zinc for everything. Zinc is a galvanizer, so you use it for automobiles. It's a rust inhibitor. Mm -hmm. And you use it on bridges, you use it on highways, you use it on automobiles. And we're just not seeing enough zinc. And then obviously about 12% of our revenues are precious metals. So you know, uh, specifically gold and silver. We're going to produce, just the Arctic alone, we'll produce 30,000 ounces of gold per year and uh, over 3 million ounces of silver per year. Mm -hmm. So it's nice that we have these metals that almost hedge each other in a sense. So mm -hmm. uh, so being polymetallic helps us a lot. We're, we're like I said, 6% copper revenues, but nice good byproduct credits from these other uh, metals. Mm -hmm. Your share price has been one of the best performing uh, juniors this year, but in the last month, the share price has been hit a little off about 30% or yes. so. I don't have the chart in front of me, but uh, what's your analysis of that? What's going on here? You know, we've been on a spectacular run now uh, since the beginning of the year, and, and, I, and I think it just got ahead of itself, and, and it was just simply uh, someone shorted it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they picked the summer to do it when, when things are quiet, and uh, we, we had some warrants that were being exercised uh, by our top three shareholders. They haven't sold a share, and I think they use it as a smokescreen. So I don't get too worried about that. The fundamental value is much, much higher uh, than where it's at right now. And, you know, when you go on a big tear for six to eight months, you're liable to have a correction, and, and someone took advantage of that. So 
I don't work, you know, I've been doing this, you know, I've been working in the capital markets for over 10 years now. I've been in the mining industry now for, I don't know, 20, over 25 years. I've seen it all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, fundamentally, the company is very, very strong. We have lots of cash. I fully expect the road to be permitted. I fully expect the South 32 will exercise uh, the joint venture. So I think it's a great opportunity to buy. Matter of fact, uh, when we had the big pullback, I bought some more shares. I bought about 6,000 shares. Okay. I wish I could buy, I, I, was, I, was, I wanted to sell my house to buy more. Um, so uh, for me, uh, when I saw the pullback, first thing I did was I, I bought some more. Yes. And I'm prepared to buy more. Uh, if the opportunity presents itself. Yes, well, for those that aren't as familiar with Trilogy, go back and listen to my interview with Rick Van Neuenhaus, the president, CEO, and founder of Trilogy. That was published, I would say, about two months ago. Pat, uh, you, you're a busy man. There's people all around us. you got other interviews to do, but I appreciate you stopping by my booth and uh, coming on Mining Stock Education today. Thanks so much, Bill. Thank you for listening to this Mining Stock Education podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded investors. Visit us on the web at miningstockeducation.com for more resources on precious metals and natural resource investing. At our website, you can also sign up for our free newsletter for interview transcripts, stock picks, and more. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.